welcome back to Two Save Queens. We're still one of the few places in the past fair where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and how in West Philadelphia, born and raised. So the playground was where I spent most hey. of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing all cool, and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. And when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, I got in one little fight. My mom got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. Oh, I whistled for a cab. <laughs> The license plate said, the license plate said, fresh, and it was dice in the mirror. Yeah, it was like that. If anything, I could say, was this cab was where, but I thought, man, forget it. Y'all home to Bel Air. Up to a house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cab, y'all home, smell you later. Look at your kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. I did it with no lyrics, girl. I did it with, I have no lyrics in front of me. Bitch, I could have done it with no lyrics. Oh, okay, I pretty okay. much did it with no lyrics. Yeah, I don't. Um, I didn't want to mess it up because you know it, it was like it's like it's like me- it's like messing up the national anthem. If I was patriotic, yeah, because you, like, you, you are a Philly I'm girl. You are Philly, Philly girl. girl. Born in, Philly girl. Born and raised. Born and raised. Born yes. and raised on that playground. Like really, that's I just instinctively start doing it every time. I'm, I'm like, where are you from? I'm from Philly. Where I was born and raised on the play. Oh no, I'm in a business meeting. <laughs> But um, but I mean, you, you know, are you are, and you went to college in Philly too. So like, you're like I went to super college Philly, in Philly. You know, I mean, there's a, I mean, I kind of wanted to get out of Philly for college. Like, I really actually wanted to be a California girl, but those girls weren't really offering no um no little Negro like me some money back then. Mm. Um, but and even Miss um Miss U Penn, she didn't offer me as much as some other girls. Like, I don't know why I didn't get the mayor scholarship as a black yeah. queer, as most a black queen, Philly, like some other girls I know. Most of the girls got the mayor scholarship. I remember like they sure did. Yeah. I met all of them and they all got to accept me. So I don't know why I was no. On the there's cutoff. a couple of Philly girls who didn't get the mayor scholarship though. Though you're definitely not the only one. Cause... Okay, but I, they weren't as good as me. Cause come on, I was okay, a, okay. a black. I was a black queen too. Cause I know one of my really good um black um my black girlfriends she got it uh who else got it did you did you come out in your pen application though did you of course i did oh okay i did too i did too i sure did yeah i sure did yeah 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 girl um yep i sure did and if y'all don't know the philly girl true you know true to the core i miss malachi and i'm joined by a girl from a fellow ratchet city detroit's own miss deborah yes yes Yeah, you know the uh, my, the 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 Detroit theme song is Martin Martin. You know from the Martin show. Oh, oh, you so crazy! Like, wait, that Martin yeah, was in Detroit. Bitch, I told you this so many times. Not only was Martin in Detroit, but like that building, you should recognize that building has significance to me. That Martin is in. Yes. That building wow. is significant. That Martin was That's in so the, the Martin Building. You know, <laughs> is that what they call it? The Martin. The, not building. just that. Not just that. Sister, sister was in Detroit. Martin was in oh, Detroit. Wow. Home Improvement. They lived in uh, like they lived in the suburbs of Detroit. And Home Improvement uh, with Tim mm. Allen. You know, Tool Time. That show. Remember. Um, Detroit is that city, girl. How is she? Is she gonna? Is she still gonna be that city? That one. I. You know. Um, some, I don't know. What she's gonna Has Chicago kind of overtaken her a bit? I feel like girl, the girls not talking both in like you know gun warfare. And, oh yeah, <laughs> and in Chicago, pop culture, Chicago's I feel like definitely Chicago's taken not that one. That for that gun York- culture, Chicago's definitely taking that mantle yeah. from Detroit. Yeah, Chicago's, but yeah. Philly is up there for guns. The two like biggest gun violent cities in America right now are Chicago and Philly. 
Those are the two. More than Detroit. Girl, for me, I that yeah. don't feel nothing new. Philly, even when I was growing up, Philly was in that top five, top six, been known as the murder capital, even when we were in school. I'm like, she been that girl. Like, She'll be that girl. It's like the worst it's ever been in 2021. It was like the highest yeah. number. And already for 2022, there's like, Philadelphia mm. is almost competing with Chicago, which is like unheard of. Like okay. Chicago almost always has the highest gun violence, not rate per capita, but- in terms of at total raw numbers, Chicago always has the most gun violence in America, more than New York and L.A., which are larger cities. Mm. But Philadelphia is like almost competing with Chicago. And yeah, Philadelphia she's a dangerous is a, city now. And Philadelphia sure. is only half the size of Chicago. Like Chicago has like oh, three million oh. people. Philadelphia only has a million five, and she okay, is, okay, she's girl. rivaling. Okay. Yeah, she's All right. girl. I got it. I got it, girl. I got okay. it. She that girl. We got it. We yeah. got it. Yeah, the girls good. Girls gonna strap when they go to Philly. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, girls, we got a real fun episode for y'all today. We're gonna be talking about those moments. You know, it's still Black History Month, even <laughs> yeah. though. I mean, we got to give a little bit of moment, a little bit of R.I.P. for our good Judy Miss Whoopi. Homegirl got suspended for yeah. we're not going to go into it. But, yeah, uh, baby, that. you know, it's been rough. Black History Month has been a rough start. There's been all those write ups about BLM, uh, Mr. Ray. They're coming from Mr. Ray. So, you know, the girls, um, it's been a rough one. Let's you just know, say. I always <laughs> knew she was going to get caught up. Like, I, I, you know, I like Don't her, but I always it. knew oh, that girl no. wasn't Ooh, really Mr. The Ray. One. Yeah, I always knew. Like, Girl, I just, you a fucking liar. I thought no, you were I Team like Duray. I like I still like her. <laughs> See? But Shady. I'm just saying, I knew she just... There was just something... There's something there's about something that There's something a little girl. too manicured not, about that girl. She, yeah, to be like that like homegrown... The face like, of... You know what I'm saying? Like grassroots... The face of a movement. Like deep in the mud type of activist. She doesn't give that But in that some ways, like in some ways, those are the girls, right? Like the... like the You know how like there's always those stories about like how girls like Baird Rustin and, and plenty of, and also plenty of women got moved to the side to focus on MLK and the certain leaders and Rosa Parks and like certain... Like they chose... We talked about on that episode um, with Bernadette... Col- was it Bernadette Colvin? Is that her name? Um, Claudette Colvin. Claudette, Claudette Colvin. Yeah. Um, how like Rosa Parks was literally chosen to be the face of like the um the um Montgomery the, uh, bus boycott, but yeah. the bus boycotts, mm-hmm. and how like you know in some ways it's like that same kind of was ha- thing that some of those stories that I was reading those same kind of things were happening with like you know Oprah and different people being like well who's the face of BLM which is almost like it's hard to just have a face but those people rose up but there was just. It's just already off when it's like, but y'all go, going on TV shows and pitching stuff. And it's just like, I, I, I'm I, sure there's people with competing thoughts on it. But for me, I feel like capitalism and true social and true progressivism, I feel like don't completely blend. Like, it's very hard to be like, I'm not saying those girls need to be living in a cardboard box. But it's you if you're buying, you know, no shade to Miss Hassan, if you're buying million dollar homes in West Hollywood, I don't... Think you're technically still a socialist in my book. Like I'm just like, well, what are, about that LA that black that Black Lives Matter LA girl who bought like two or three same, houses? Same, same. She's, she's like my a, Mal- thing, my, she's my a Malibu was, girl, right? But, she a Malibu yeah, girl? Uh, I don't know. She was or Malibu. I think she was on the West Side. Like, yeah, Palisades, she was on the West Side, like a Palisades girl. Um, or something. Yeah, and had and was doing multiple houses, honey. Yes, but my whole was. thing was just like, yeah. but she was still the face of this movement. She was still the CEO of this organization that already was having tr- internal friction and troubles with trying to represent the movement. So um, part of me is like, girl, you should have stepped down. Like, if you're going to make that transfer, you're going to be about that life. You're going to go, you know, transition to, like, being that, like, 
oh, I'm, I'm like, you know, writing, um, doing deals and stuff. It's like, but don't still also try and be the face of this movement. Because in some ways, it's like, you've, it's the same thing as I feel like with political people. You've lost touch. There's no way you can still be in touch. And it was showing, I think. Well, okay, so. would you say you're a socialist girl, but you like nice things. So you don't, you don't relate to these girls? Like, you but know. Here's, and here's, and here's that thing. I know you're going to try and come. I don't fully identify as a socialist girl. Like, I know you mm. always, you and the other girls will call me socialist girl, but mm-hmm. I actually never call myself a socialist girl. I said there are things about socialism I like, but I'm not a socialist girl. I don't think you can fully. Be. And I already, I think it's super hard in a world that is so intrinsically tied to money and capitalism to just survive. Like, unless you're going to go off in the woods. Even the most socialist of the socialist girls aren't fully socialist because it's too hard to do it in our current world where our the systems are so globalized. So even if you're in another country, even if you're in one of those Nordic countries, you're still affected by the capitalism of the states. You're still affected by the stock market. You're affected by the global economy. So, and a lot of times y'all girls try and put that on me, but I never say that I'm a socialist. I never write that. But I have socialist well, ideals. I, I, I have know, pro- I, progressive. I, I would say I'm more progressive than socialist. Even I believe that we could all adopt some kind of like hybrid model, like the Scandinavian countries. Like, I think like that is a better thing because I I see social true socialism. It becomes corrupted by authoritarianism, and you've seen this in like the USSR. You've seen it in Cuba. You've seen it in like various Latin American countries. Like. There, there, because there's always going to be people who assume and take power. Yeah, who become the elites, and 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 they're right. not going to live. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting lifestyle. how many people. Like, it's so interesting how many of the Republican Cuban girls now, like a lot of those girls, hated Castro, right? Who, yeah, you know, in Cuba, that was like socialism, um, our version of it. Um, but, um, but just just to real quick, you know, but my thing is also then with like the capitalism girls is like. I also hate that sometimes the girls always like champion capitalism, but I'm like, you can't champion capitalism, with, capitalism without talking that same way that like elitism takes over socialism. A lot of times when we try and do it, like whiteness and white power takes over capitalism because yeah. that's how it's worked for a century. So I'm like, you can't, you know, I, know. You, it's, it's, I do I think mean, there's, but ways I don't in which, think, I don't think there's any way there, every system is going to get corrupted by elitism. Right. So like there's, I think the the great the system that has brought the greatest number of people out of poverty is capitalism. You know, but I see. I still am just like, how do you even think about like a system that brought the greatest amount of people out there, but was built off of millions of people being subjected to chattel slavery? So it's like, right. how do you balance that out? Um, but I also think that like I don't also, I don't think we need to have one system. Like I think that's the other thing that we get caught in. It's like oh we need to be communist or socialist or capitalist. And it's like even back even if you know and I'm girl I have not gone deep on some Marxism. So don't that's why I, again I also never really laid myself a socialist. But like even when people look at Marxism and stuff, they're like I look at socialism. They're like even this is like supposed to be like a groundwork or a framework like even this isn't supposed to be a set ideology it's just like this one thing you follow but you're supposed to add other parts to it and i think that can also be capitalism too it's just capitalism i think has in some ways i want to root is there's a better word but has like been the mandate and partly because of what's happened with our uh, the states and how are the u.s and what we've done it's become the it's laid the foundation for the longest for where our world has gone um and it's kind of gotten out of control but i don't well, that's know that's why I'm i mean that's really why sure i said i like a hybrid is. that's why i said i like a hybrid model like they have in scandinavia like, it's just so hard why. to bring it's just so hard to bring i don't know it's just i feel like it's just well so what happens why that can't beast. 
the why that is hard to bring into the U.S. is because like Scandinavia, those people are uniform mostly. Like in Scandinavia, oh, they're yeah. they're mostly white. They have like they so they don't look at each other as like the enemy in the same way that we do. Yes. Because white people, yes. for instance, in the U.S., in many cases, don't want to see black people like being mm-hmm. brought to equity mm-hmm. with them. So I mean, let's. T- I mean, and then this is the last thing to touch on because again, it's like Black History Month been coming at us. Miss Joe Rogan, and again, we're not going to spend a lot of time, but uh, I, I was not. Su- I don't know if you were surprised, but I'm like, as you said in our chat, like our our personal chat, I'm like. Yeah, she's been an N-word. She's been a nigger girl. She's been yeah, an N-word girl. She's been an N-word girl. But there a are long people. Time, yeah. I was surprised. There's people, I guess, who didn't know that. And I'm just like, oh, see, yeah, that, girls. That compilation that <laughs> that's, India. That's that girl. <laughs> that, that compilation that India Re like posted on her Instagram. I had seen that like, yes, well, like yes. many months I, ago. And not I that specific that, one, but I've seen a different version. Well, I've, I've seen, heard. I've, I've heard about the Planet of the Apes comment. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Um, so Which, again, be- he was talking about speaking up. He was talking about Philadelphia, my city. Yeah, he um, sure was. So about like going. Yeah. yeah, I wish like you know. But then it's like, but then the way that like Spotify is kind of tackling it, like they spent so much money on that girl, and now they're like, okay, y'all, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna spend a hundred million dollars on diversity and inclusivity programs, and it's like. Is that the, does that even it out? Is that the solution? And again, I'm not, I honestly do not care. Because I'm just like, at the end of the day, white people love themselves some Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm just they do. Because well. like, you know a lot of Trey loves Joe I Rogan too. I know some too, black Trey right? stuff who likes yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. So part of me is like, even if they kicked off Joe Rogan off of Spotify, which I guess is like him getting canceled. He's going to be okay. He'll probably make even more money because people will come out. He'll get more bookings. People, Or maybe he'll get offered a new deal somewhere else. Yeah. Like, he'll get a new deal Joe Rogan's not going. Sure. So it's like, yeah, Joe, that for me, that doesn't fix the problem. And it just feels like same thing with like the BLM, you know, what was happening during BLM. It's like, oh, we're going to try and find a solution. Like, oh, we're going to get rid of, um, we're going to change how Aunt Jemima looks. But um, but I'm like, I mean, the only are thing you that hiring more this black particular people? problem is that girl getting into like a skydiving accident or something. <laughs> I need like, to say it. I need you know to say it. Someone take it out of that girl. But yeah. please know, Tuesday Queen does not endorse any violence. No, no, I'm, no that's why I said an accident. That's why I said us. like a skydiving accident. That's why I just said like, allegedly. You know, like that's what I'm just saying. That's the only thing that will solve that particular problem is that girl has to but uh, yeah yeah i because she this, and is gonna find a platform and run her mouth and be because like girl, let's be like, real be joe mis- rogan yeah. for me when i think of joe it's like you're always thinking about like who's the next djt for me joe rogan has been around for a minute that girl has like been around people listen to that girl for over a decade and for me she came up with like like the adam carolla tea like the man like J- how old jimmy kimmel remember how jimmy kimmel used to be yeah he, he did a 180 cut? he did a 180, like that was yeah. still the culture of yeah. like those like grumpy white men complaining about stuff so yeah she's anyway. the dumb she's the dumb <laughs> man's like she's the dumb man's everything like she like represents she's the smart she's who the dumb people she's, uh, all the dumb men she's anti- think is, is yeah. smart like they that's that's their position. that's their einstein for the yeah. dumb man she's yeah. anti-intellectual she's because she because the thing is they're also like oh but she's really like challenge because she questions and she's like she's, she's like, a dumb no. bitch she's a dumb bitch like it's like you know it's she she has different kinds of people on with different points of view but some of those different points of view are like alex jones who questioned whether sandy hook even happened like and calls mm-hmm. it a false flag so like mm-hmm. that's is that a view that should be like shared on a 
major platform with 8 million listeners or viewers a week? Like, no, you know? So Joe Rogan is a dumb bitch, you know? So fuck her like but he's not going away no so, but he's not um, going away girl unless the sky di- unless the parachute doesn't open like that's does the only he skydive that- is that why you're using well he does he does do all that adventure tea you know he's the fear oh, okay. factor girl like so oh, i forgot he used the, to do fear if the, factor. Par- if the parachute doesn't open that's the only way that girl is gonna go like but there's gonna it. be another one just like him well so, you know i don't know it's gonna take a while to build up another one like her Oh, she's that's true. That's she's true. a unique type of girl. It's like, do you to, think she's more unique than Tucker? Yeah, definitely. how do you compare them to each definitely. other? Definitely, she's definitely more unique. I think she's co- more. I think she reaches more people because I think she almost reaches yes. that like yes. Because Mister because T- Tucker Carlson, in some ways, I think is an intellectual, an elitist. He just pretends yeah, he's not. he it, exactly. And he's a smart Tucker is a smarter type of girl than that girl. That girl is a smart girl strategically, Michelle Rogan, but she's a dumb girl. Like, but I also I also don't like think- Tucker. For instance, is like playing the anti vax thing, but he's vaccinated. He's yeah. got probably three shots, right? Whereas and Joe also, Rogan here's, took ivermectin when she got COVID. You see, what I'm saying that's hilarious. like the, a different. Like Tucker Carlson is a Northeast like college yes. girl like you know what i mean it's but also super but also super i think tucker carlson is like definitely like racist like super racist super but in racist. some ways i super feel like racist. joe rogan probably is more actually, than i must joe say rogan i, I actually think that joe rogan more racist than joe rogan i think for sure i actually think and this is the thing that people i don't know when we're going to come to terms with it but most white people say the n-word and yeah. most white people want to say the n-word yeah, they want to say and it most so white people don't think there's a problem saying yeah. the n-word so i'm technically like most white people are somewhat racist yes, to some extent. It's, true, it's yeah. not the same way we're talking about capitalism stuff. It's hard to not be somewhat racist, to not feel like, have you never clutched your back when a black dude's walked by? Have you never, like, it's just part of just how you're raised and being human. So in some ways, I think Joe Rogan is kind of racist light. Like, he's not that yeah, different. The thing yeah. that makes him worse and more dangerous is because he has such a huge platform, right? Exactly. But I'm also like, in some ways, the thing that, is I'm more worried about is some of his anti-vax stuff. I'm still probably more upset about that. Than yeah, the, like, I think so. Stuff. I mean, I think people have literally so. died because of Joe Rogan, like listening to him probably with that anti-vax tea. I think. <laughs> so I mean, because like, I nobody he not heard my that, back calling me one a of nigger. the trade that <laughs> I know who's a black trade won't take his his all everyone in his family has their vaccine except for him he will not take it because joe rogan won't like is talking about don't take and it. he probably young, and he probably will affect young, don't take it you know and he probably will affect someone else because yeah. that's the thing it's like yeah it's not just about him it's about whoever he comes yeah with. so i think joe rogan <sighs> is literally a danger to society in his misinformation yeah. that he shares and having girls like alex jones on there that's dangerous talking about all the mass shootings are false flags and didn't really happen and- but he he loves that he like lo- he loves a good loom that it's just so funny to me that people are just like oh my god he's so anti-establishment he's so going against the illuminati and then he got paid by a corporation a hundred million dollars i was like how anti anything is getting paid a hundred million dollars yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who- it's crazy because <laughs> tucker carlson is definitely a way more racist girl but i think joe rogan is, oh, a, more, yes. is a more dangerous girl i think she has way more reach i think she has way more reach and i think she... uh, i dangerous in different ways like i mean i'll still take if like the issue is like you know if i'm worried about what might hurt black people more i think tucker carlson will hurt black people more i'm worried sure. about we're in a pandemic <laughs> and what's you know harming us but i'm also like there are there will always be, there's always someone who's like on that speaker box talking about, you know, f- f- 
you know, the aliens and theories and conspiracy. There's always a conspiracy girl. It's just, I think, because of social media, because of the internet, because of well, those girls existed our before world today. Social media, they existed, but but I, but I like, think the platform now they have bigger now they, platforms. Those now you could now you can get a yeah. now you can put out a YouTube video that will get a hundred thousand millions of views now you can just right. set up a patreon and literally not worry about having to have a day job or not worrying about having to survive and like now you can literally just have people pay you to listen to your crazy theories which is essentially is what happened right um but well happy black at, history month girls happy black yeah history i didn't think i didn't think we could still i didn't think i could still be a little political i still got yeah, it in yeah um but actually this uh, you know with all that out of the way like i said it's been a it's surprisingly been a little rough this black history month so we taking a moment to look at some highlights just overall black pop culture history okay mm-hmm. um so we wanted to do we were going to do five and then i think we were like let's just split it in half let's do six and do each do three um mm-hmm. and these are just going to be just things that i think like again it's like it's our list y'all know what bitches we are so you know i'm sure there's other things we could put on here yeah, i'm sure there's other moments i i wanted to make my list a lot lighter i'm like yeah the big moments of sure of like people who had died people we've lost are just you know certain legends and stuff but i wanted to make mine like just super fun and just tip you know right for me um and some of these things are tv shows some of these are performances and i think just to find like black pop culture history over the as long as you know the last couple decades i think um so i think um are you good to start sis because i'm ready to jump oh right in. yeah yeah i'm definitely good no, no, i mean like i'm ready to jump into this but you yeah. want to start oh yeah i can start okay so like my okay. first one yeah, it's a really light it. one. Is when in 1996, <laughs> in the spring of 1996, uh-huh. when Kobe Bryant and Brandy went to prom together at Lower Marion High School outside of Philadelphia. And oh, look at this! We can just call this episode Philly Philly. Yeah, Philly's coming <laughs> through, and she grew up. So, like, yeah, Kobe Bryant graduated from Lower Marion High School, which is like in the main line area of philadelphia i like do remember suburbs. lower marion my yeah. football team used to go my high school football team used well, to one of our listeners school. is a lower marion girl like hey sis yeah you know who i'm talking about <laughs> girl. so Maybe. um no you know who i'm talking about that girl okay girl I got that it. half white half asian girl you know what i'm talking about <laughs> she's a lower marion she's a lower marion girl continue yeah so miss kobe bryant she's she was a 1996 graduate. r.i.p anyway, r.i.p and I remember it was such a big moment for the culture because, like, how that ended up happening is that's the year that Kobe graduated high school. And he was, like, he was, like, the first one I remember before LeBron. LeBron came about in 2003. So LeBron is, like, the same class of high school as me. But Kobe is mm. class of 1996. And he was the first one that was, like, heavily recruited. Like, he was already famous in high school and being recruited to the Lakers right out of high school. And, like, it was oh, just, wow. like... It was like such a, he was such a big deal even before he was in the NBA. And Brandy was already famous by then because Brandy's first album had come out. Okay. Like, you know, with the one baby, 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 baby. And like, um, and best friend, it has exactly. Yeah. That song was on there. That first album had already come out. Brandy had, um, I think she had started Moesha like around Mm, nine, the year, the year after. That so mm-hmm. yeah, I think Moesha started. Oh no, Moesha. Okay, no, no. I see. It's funny because Moesha started. So Brandy was already famous, and what happened was is Kobe Bryant and Brandy. Brandy was a year younger than Kobe. She was seventeen at the time. Kobe was eighteen. Okay, and they had met at some award show in New York. I think it was like the Essence Awards before mm-hmm. Kobe was even in the NBA. Um, Love and so they met Black there, show. or he saw her there. They didn't even really meet there. 
So mm-hmm. he was like enthralled with her. He mm-hmm. had someone, one of his people call her people, got on the phone with her, asked her if she could go to his prom with him at Laura Marion High School. And she was like, yeah, I would love to go because Brandy was already a child like star by then. And she didn't, she wasn't in high school. So she was doing like, the tutoring thing. So she wouldn't have had her own prom to go to. And so she had to ask her mom and her mom thought about it. And Brandy flew out to Philly <laughs> and went with him. And it was like the, one of the biggest deals in black culture at the time. I remember like all like the entertainment oh, shows. I remember this photo. And oh, like, she, Brandy looks so good. And it was at the Bellevue Hotel and Brandy wore a Moschino dress. And, you know, or uh, I don't know if it's Moschino or Moschino, but I was no little Kim and, and Nick Biggie always used to call it Moschino. But, um, and it was just so cute. Like, they were so cute. Mm. Like, the paparazzi was at the prom on the outside. They got there late, and Brady just went there. She didn't perform. She just went there and had a good time. And, and then right mm. after that, like, in the fall after that, he came on Moesha in the first season. I see. Yes. I see. And so it was really cute how it all, like, played out. And everybody thought they were going to end up being a couple. Now he ended up marrying with that Mexican mm. girl, Vanessa. But that's okay, like, because Vanessa, <laughs> so we love stupid. Vanessa now. We love her. <laughs> you know, she's that widow. Girl. She lost her daughter. We love Vanessa now. But oh, yeah. back then, I just, I was a little upset because I thought he was going to end up with Brandy. And I thought him and Brandy were going to have black love, hashtag black love type of tea. Mm. It didn't girl, work you think out. Kobe had that good dick? You think Kobe had a long dick? Yeah. Uh, yeah i do yeah i don't know i don't know he's real tall right. he was tall i know but it's not hiding everything and he's super okay. fine he's super fine he is fine he's so cute there you R. know r.i.p yeah but oh um, you know hopefully but, that girl didn't i don't know but yeah so <laughs> gonna, like i wasn't gonna talk about the allegations anyway <clears throat> oh yeah i forgot about that yeah but um but yeah but anyway but no but, this is a good one girl this is a good one yeah I love so that was photo. my first you one so like photo. brandy and kobe that was my first pop culture mm-hmm, moment mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, brandy mm-hmm, and kobe mm-hmm. going to prom together in 1996 and then him coming on Malaysia that same year i love it love it mm-hmm. love it oh you want me you want to switch off you want me yeah let's switch off Okay, um, duh, I should have mentioned this because obviously it's become such a Philly episode, but why did I start with uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, Big Will, Will Smith? Because one of my moments is from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because if you were in Philly, you just were always, I mean, you loved Will Smith. He was like, you know, it's kind of similar to like, you love Will Smith, you love Jill Scott and The Roots, you loved, um, who else is super Philly? Oh, Miss Patty. Miss Patty. Oh, Patty yeah. LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. She's, um, the, she's the queen of Philly. Really. Yes, yeah. she's the queen of Philly. Yeah. So there's just certain things that are just super Philly. And just because of Will Smith, he was just always, you know, like it was in the theme song. Um, and people used to be like, oh, well, Will, where did, you know, because Will bought his mom a house and it was on the main line, which is like the suburban part of Philadelphia. And Miss, so Miss it was Patty, always Miss Patty lives on the main line, too. She sure does. I guess, I, I bet she does. She yeah. probably got, I don't know if she's always there, but yeah, I can see that. Which, no, um, she really does live in Philly. Like when they film, like at various points during COVID, when, um, when like they went to her for like Christmas, like when she tapes her cooking shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's at her house in Philly. Yeah. She lives in Philly. Okay. She might have like an apartment okay. in Manhattan or whatever. Like, I think she does have an apartment see in that. Manhattan. It's probably someone who's like she wants to. She wants her comfort now. But she's she earned it. She's like, I want to be. Home. She's lived in the in the suburbs of Philly for a long yeah. time, and and um, which is where Lower Marion High School was on the main yeah. line of Philly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um, but yeah, for me, like, you know, I know a lot of people were Cosby girls. Like, I was a Fresh Prince girl. Like, I loved Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I just, well, that's loved, a Philly like, girl, too. Bill um, Cosby's a Philly girl, too. She sure is. Yeah. 
Um, Miss Hillary, Will, you know, yes, even back then I did feel that shadiness about how they switched the moms because I did like the old mom, the old Aunt Viv. But, um, you know, two episodes really hit home, but one particularly, like one, there was an episode called Bullets Over Bel Air where um, Will and Carlton are like, I don't know, they're going out somewhere. Uh, Carlton's trying to get some money and like they get mugged. Yeah, <laughs> um, I remember that episode. And Carlton, and Carl, the guy's about to shoot and like, so Will steps in front and takes a bullet for Carlton. And after that, Carlton's so traumatized that he's like going to get a gun. Um, and it's this beautiful scene because literally, you, I feel like those scene that one you really see Will be like okay because at first most times Will's not really being he's just being himself because you know Will Smith started off being like a rapper and putting out mixtapes with his um, best friend um, Jazzy um, is it Jazzy DJ Jazzy it. Jeff DJ Jazzy Jeff yeah. Um, and then he got offered this deal, um, which came at a good time because Homegirl had not been paying her taxes and Miss IRS was coming for her. Yeah, they were coming so she got back, off- girl, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it always happens. And she got offered this deal to do The Fresh Prince. Um, but really, the episode that really got me, because I love that Bullets one is powerful, but the one where his father shows up. Yeah. And, like, his father had been absent most of his life. And, again, not to say that I have any father issues, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> It's a, it's it's um it's called Papa's got a brand new excuse and his dad shows up because you know the whole thing is that Will mom sends him to live with his uncle and aunt because he's kind of like getting into trouble and she's worried about him and doesn't well want he him was playing on the the, one crowd. of the basketball courts in Philly and got into yeah. it with like some gangsters in the right. basketball court in Philly and that's you know yeah. what happened why but she also it's like play. it's also like she wants you know literally like she wants him to have a better life like right, you know, right. they have this big house and like if the episodes when he goes home you see that like okay they have like this small like almost like a studio or like a one bedroom apartment that his mom was living in which is pretty big but still the episode when his father like shows up and is kind of in his life and then all of a sudden something comes up because he's one of those hustler types who's always running different jobs he's a truck things. driver he's a truck driver um the dad is. and thank you girl um and basically like he's like oh i gotta leave um because i rewatched the scene and like he's trying to like tell first on fibs <laughs> which i was like okay light skin Remember, on she was what, what like, happened was is will was supposed to go on the road with him and, yeah and he, I, will I, was I got, all yeah, packed get, up I, okay go i got it I, I gotta go <laughs> so <laughs> so on fib so is like you know so he basically he's trying to run out because yeah they're supposed to do this road trip because so this is before Will shows up because Will's gonna show up with like a bag and stuff and basically Lou Lou his dad's making an excuse saying oh no I gotta go I gotta get to work I can't do it he'll be fine I'll call him next week and actually what he really wanted them to do was he wanted them to tell him um, to be, to break the news to Will that he wasn't gonna be able to go on this trip um, and. Uncle Phil, who's a real G, RIP, um, mm-hmm. I think his name's um, something Avery. James Avery. Right James Avery. Yeah. Um, My memory who, comes um, in died good. A fair bit ago. Doesn't it come in good use oh, sometimes, yes, girl. girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. It's a gift, truly, yeah, yeah. For, for good and evil. I used to have a photographic um, <laughs> memory when I was a little boy. Like, when I was a little boy, I, phone numbers, anything. I could just remember it like this. Mm-hmm. Birthdays, I still That's remember a- yeah. So you can't still do photographic stuff anymore? No, because you you lose it as you get older. Like it doesn't. Oh, you, no really one you keeps lose it in child. Anymore? Well, I think some people can, but that, it's called like neoteny or something like that, and most people lose it. Like I already started losing it in childhood. So like by the time I was mm. like, but certain elements I retain, like for sure. Yeah. Like that's how I know these names or like a birthday mm. or a number. I still. Oh yeah, you're real good with that. Yeah, stuff like that I can still do. Yeah. Um, but 
basically Lou's trying to step out and basically is going to wants to leave it to like Uncle Phil um, and Aunt Viv to tell Will that he won't be going on this trip with him. Um, and of course, as he's trying to leave, Will shows up with his bag and had like this whole like gift he's going to give his dad. It was like this little statue of his like a father holding his son. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to you know, I got to go. Um, but it was like great seeing you, son. And like Will, which is such a thing of like black cultures, like how you how we talk about talk, how we talk to each other. Like he says, like you too, Lou. Like he says his dad's first name, which is something you would not do normally. So it's just a showing that like okay, there's a real break here. And then Will just does this whole like you know talks about like you know I was fine, I was you know I was okay. I didn't really need him. You know, I taught myself how to play basketball. I've been doing okay. And like his, and Uncle Phil is just listening to him. And then finally he just breaks down crying. They hug each other. And that's just how the episode ends um, with them kind of hugging each other. And then it pans to this little like statue that he was going to give his dad of his, a dad holding his son. And it's just like, it's just a good, it's on YouTube. It's just one of my favorite scenes. And just, I feel like seeing that also show the potential of what Will Smith could be. Because then we had Bad Boys, we had Independence Day. We just had so many different movies right. and gifts. And I, I'm not like a crazy Will Smith stan, yeah. but I do appreciate him. And think he's done his so His acting is hit or miss. I mean, depending on Oh, the, girl, don't the do role. this. <laughs> no, I mean, depending on the role. I like, mean, he's not. But he, he not. laid, this episode, he laid out. He And you know what I yes, learned about? I, yes. I watched something about or learned something about this episode a long time ago, even before, you know, I didn't even know you were going to choose this, actually. I think I might have given you the idea for this, for this episode, but for that particular Fresh Prince episode, but I don't, I didn't even know you were going to choose it, but I learned something mm. about this particular episode of Fresh Prince a long time ago, the dad episode, that Will Smith channeled his own feelings about his own dad for yeah. that, for that, um, for that scene with Uncle Phil where he was like so upset about his dad not taking him yeah. on the road trip. He was like, he, that was very real. Cause his, cause he had a real, I mean, he talked, I'm not reading that book, but apparently he talks about it. Like his dad was abusive both to him and to his mother. Like he saw his dad literally knock his mother to the ground. Mm. Um, and talks about how he was such a disciplinarian. And I'm just like, ugh, I hate that. Like that idea that discipline is good. Like he thought he, he was saying that was a good thing, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, his dad was an abusive person, but who he still took care of up until he died, which mm. I'm like, you know, leave that. That's, you know, that's a thing. But, yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I still love that. I love Fresh Prince. I love Will for that. I'm thankful for it. And I love that, like, people, Fresh Prince is one of those things that's. All over the world, people know Will. All people, world people watch Fresh Prince. It's on syndication all over the world. It's one of those fascinating things. Like Friends, Fresh Prince is one of those shows that literally people watch all over the world. Fi- right. Friends, Simpsons. Like, I don't know if there's shows like that anymore. Or what shows will be like that. But Fresh Prince is one of those iconic shows. Definitely. Definitely. Hands down. Um, Ow. <laughs> well, my next moment what you got, girl? is actually from around that same time period. My next moment is from, really from 1997, so a little bit after that. But my yeah, next, yeah, because like Fresh Prince was on only six seasons, so it was like 1990 to 1996. Yeah, and they gave them an option to extend it, but Will Smith was ready to end the show because he, he was had becoming movies do, he was becoming a he big movie star at that time. Because Independence Day came out in 1996, so he was like, Will Smith mm-hmm. was like, no, my movie career is becoming. T-. Will Smith was, you know, one of those 20 million dollar girls back in like the mid 90s that was like the magic number for like if you were like a superstar actor you, you got open a box office you got 20 million dollars in film and he was becoming mm. that girl in the mid late 90s so like he wanted to Who end Fresh Prince person? well like Tom Cruise was that you thought so uh, thought Nick so. Nicolas Cage maybe John mm. Travolta I think was that 
Like, mm. Tom Hanks was a $20 million girl. There was no really $20 million fish, though. The highest fish was <laughs> Julia so Roberts at $15 million at that point. So there was, and Will Smith, Will Smith became the first black $20 million girl. Like, ahead mm. of Denzel Washington, actually. Who became yeah. one like later, but Will Smith was the first black twenty million dollar one, and I think he mm. got that for ironically it was for Wild Wild West, which was a terrible movie. But Ooh, yeah, not good. Yeah, exactly. but he looked fine in it. He was fine. Yeah. I love the little black cowboy. Let cosplay. me tell you, the movie that Will Smith um. is finest in is in I Am Legend when he's doing those pull ups. His body in two thousand seven. That's when he. Looked you know, that's um, that's because you're feeling daddy. So I'll give you that. He was definitely fine. I rewatched that scene a couple of times. It's a little bit giving more daddy because I know you're like a little older man. Even White Trey. Like even I remember talking with White Trey at work back in the day about how fine he was in that movie. Honest, honest even White yeah. Trey was like, "Yeah, he looks good." You know. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what happened in 1997, girl? <laughs> so in 1997, so my favorite black pop, my second favorite black pop was, I'm not really going in any sequential order, actually. I think I'm mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. I think I'm really going from, I think I'm actually. What speaks to you? I think, yeah, I think the second one is, is when Vanessa Williams in, who played oh Terry in Soul Food, when she, <laughs> when she said, when Vivica Fox, when Vivica Fox's character in Soul Food is trying to pressure her into paying for something else, Terry's like the successful sister. There's three sisters, and the Nia Long, Nia Long, Vivica Fox, and Vanessa Williams, and Vanessa Williams is the oldest sister. And Vivica Fox's character is trying to pressure her into paying for like mom's funeral or something like that. And Vanessa Williams is like, "I'm not paying for anything else in this family. I pay for everything." And, and, and we're talking Fox, about the movie Soul Food. We're talking yes, about the movie Soul Food. The movie Let's Soul say that. Food. And Vivica Fox is like, but come on, you got to do this for the family. And Vanessa Williams is like, family, the family, the family, what? Fuck the family. The family fucked my husband. And, and they're like, what? And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, Faith, cousin Faith fucked my husband because Je- Vanessa Williams character had walked in on her husband, uh, her husband Miles, who was played by <laughs> Michael Beach. Him Ooh, he was so fine. on the rooftop of their like mm-hmm. townhouse in Chicago, him and fucking her, her like bareback. fucking her like Ooh. bareback up against the wall, and she walked mm-hmm. in on the. She had her nephew with her, and she was able <gasps> to like cover her nephew's eyes and like tell him to go back downstairs before. And but she didn't say anything until this moment that she had caught them. She said the family fucked my husband. Faith fucked my husband, and everybody was gagged. My- Mind you, this is happening at a party. At they're a in par- the kitchen. Yes. There's a huge party. It's- they're like, the family's in the, the sister's in the kitchen. And there's a huge party happening outside, or like outside the kitchen. And, yes. and then what happens, girl? What does she and do? And then what she happens is that, that she picks up a one, a sharp ass kitchen knife and runs out of the kitchen and runs into the living room with a bunch of people in there and pulls a knife out on cousin Faith and her husband. For- yes. <laughs> And guess, so this is so interesting. Guess what I learned about this scene recently too, is that Vanessa Williams, Vanessa Williams improvised that whole dialogue in that part. And she might have even improvised (gasps) the knife part. I don't know if she improvised the knife part, but she definitely improvised. She just surprised that bitch with a knife. (laughs) She improvised the part with the dialogue where the family fucked my husband and all that. And that was like not in the script. And she did that and they went with it. And Vanessa Williams was channeling her inner black woman being cheated on by a black man, like, Mm. which is, you know, so common. And, And just, and just the way she enunciates that she said, Fuck the family. The family fucked my husband. Yes. Just, oh, it's like she had been through seen that it. 
herself. And why I chose this one is because this is like a culmination. Because Michael uh-huh. Beach, because you ki- fuck somebody's husband. The no, not because I fuck. Well, I have fucked somebody's husband, not on purpose. But <laughs> yeah. but it's not even that. It's not even that. The gag is why this scene resonates with me over because Michael Beach, who plays her, Michael Beach, who plays her husband Terry in this movie. Yes, he played a yes. serial serial cheater all through the nineties. So he played in 1995, he played Angela Bassett's husband in Waiting to Excel, where he leaves her for his <gasps> white secretary. Right. Remember Angela Bassett, right. like, takes all his clothes, puts it in his BMW, pulls it into mm-hmm. the driveway, and lights that shit on fire. So that's an iconic shoo, scene, too. Shoot. Exactly. Shoo. From 1995. And that, and that T was huge, too. That was so, I could have chosen that one, but then, Right around that same time, like 94, 95, 96, Michael, Be- Michael Beach was also on ER, where he played the husband of physician assistant Jeannie Boulay on there, and he cheats on her. He's a serial <laughs> cheater on ER, and he wow. ends up getting HIV and giving it to his wife, Jeannie Boulay, on that wow. show. In the, yes. Talk about being typecast. He's typecast. Jeez. He's a cheater. So Soul Food was like the third of these roles. Like, he'd already been on ER as a cheater. He'd already been on Waiting to Excel as leaving his black wife or white woman. Like, and this is like the final culmination of it. And I feel like Vanessa Williams gets him back for all three of those roles. And that's why <laughs> I feel like that's why this is my, like, one of my favorite pop culture moments for the culture. You're and so I saw funny. this, I saw So Food on the opening night. I saw it on Come the on. opening night in 1997 at the Hood Theater, the Bel Air Theater in Detroit, with Nene was there. Okay, uh-huh. uh, it was Nene, Nene's sister, and it was like a mm-hmm. bunch of our kids, Toya, Tina, all of us. Like we were all there, Toy- like we were all of us together. And when that, mm-hmm. and when Vanessa Williams did that, you gotta believe that theater got so high. People were jumping up. Glass was falling on the floor. Like Nene, I remember <laughs> Nene jumped up out of her chair. Like it was such a big deal when that moment happened. It was like so hype in the Ooh. theater. Yes. Oh my God. So that part of, that's oh, part of why man. it made pop culture history for me too is because I remember the exact moment when I saw that movie in person on opening night Ugh. with Nene and them. Like, yes. That's so good. Yeah. That's a good one, sis. You did that, sis. Yeah, you did that. Oh, man. And I mean, you could watch, I feel like you got to watch that scene. If you don't watch all Sofu, because Sofu is kind of a mess. Yeah. I still love Sofu. I still love but... it, though. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But oh, wa- at least watch that scene. But I think people should watch the whole movie, especially like our non black yes, listeners. Because I think almost all of our black yeah. listeners have probably seen that movie, but our non black yeah. ones, I think that's a good movie to watch about black culture, too. For sure. Yeah. Oh, we should do an episode on what movies the girls should have seen. Oh, yeah. And what movies we judge girls for not yeah, seeing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I'll There's write that some down. I haven't seen that I should have seen, and I won't reveal which Oh, one. yeah, I like what? We'll see, like, like I have seen some of these ones, but not all of them. Like, you know how there's that sequence of movies in the late 90s, early 2000s, like The Best Man, like, all of oh, those. Oh, like, you haven't seen The Best Man? Well, I have seen that one, but then there's, like, <laughs> other so ones that are, like, around. Like that. There's, like, a bunch of them okay. around that time that came out. All right. We got to pick that back up. Yeah. yeah I think that'd be because I feel like I'm curious what those that movies are. That are all, like, I know, I know like there's Tay some Diggs, I haven't seen. Basically, either Tay Diggs or Morris <laughs> Every Chestnut. Every Tay Diggs movie. It's like Tay Diggs yeah. or Morris Chestnut are in either all or or each of them is in, like, one or all of them. You saw Stella here. get her group back? Oh, yeah. I definitely saw that, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. All, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll pick this back up. We'll pick this back yeah. up because we got to get to mine, which... um. Is actually thinking about a black woman who got cheated on, but who is the queen, who is iconic, 
and I think this is one of her, her most iconic moments. Mine has got to be B. Miss Beyonce, oh, yeah. Super Bowl halftime show 2013, bitch. Yeah. Like, I think Beyonce was, I think Beyonce kind of always been a superstar, but I feel like this cemented. And I know a part of me was like, God, do I pick this or do I pick Baycello? And I was like, you know, Baycello is just like, I mean, I could have gone to Baycello. I didn't do it. And I still, I kind of still don't regret not going to Baycello because I'm like, God, it looked I girls showed me pictures. It looked so cramped. I would have had a panic attack. And bitch, it was on Netflix. I got to see it. Yeah, I you still got to see it. it. I had a great yeah, time. Yeah. But I feel like some, even because Baytella was definitely a moment and people live for it. But I feel like for me, it was a Super Bowl because I think there was something about like for me, I've never been a football girl and I've never really been a Super Bowl girl. Like I, w- I am that queen who just watches it for the halftime show. Yeah, same. And same. Well, I've, I'm actually I in think, recent years, I've actually watching it more actually with my Trey brother and stuff. I don't know. I wasn't that yeah. girl, but now I really kind of am. Yeah. See, n- still not that girl. Yeah. Um, and I think like. I feel like for me also, I just always felt like Super Bowl, or Super Bowl, like football was definitely like a very like just hyper masculine male, you know, white. It just didn't, and it was very just not me. And I feel like seeing Beyonce do it, it just kind of in that space. I think that was about because I feel like Coachella is like okay, this is like a stage, but it could be whatever stage. But the fact that it was like a Super Bowl, and we just had this black woman, larger than life, perform not just because most times before then girls would kind of do like for you know a couple songs and then it's like all right cute let's bring back the football bitch did a full concert multiple transitions dancers brought back Dusty's child it was a it was a full concert in like 14 yeah. minutes yeah. and to the point where literally shut down the <laughs> i love that it didn't happen shut down the like electric grid <laughs> which i know i think they may have said it wasn't necessary because of her but literally like the the um i don't remember where it took place but literally like there was like a blackout <laughs> Yeah, her show. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so which even made it more iconic. But it just from the start of it, and this was also the same time she had her deal with Pepsi and she had those like great commercials where she was kind of doing those like that kind of like royal um iconography of like kind of really, really leaning into like I'm Queen Beyonce to kind of like ramp up for the show. And she did like all my favorite songs, Love on Top, Crazy in Love. Um, I mean, her sequence where she did Baby Boy and she was just twirling that hair, that lace front was stuck, bitch. This is after the four album. This is after the four album, but before Uh the self titled album. So this is like the beginning of 2013 because self titled came out on December 13th, 2013. I remember the exact day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See how type of stuff I remember is? I mean, yeah. Girl, I get it. You have an amazing memory. Um, but also I just love that like the beginning was like that had the whole quote about like excellence must be pursued. It must be wooed with all of one's might, every bit of effort that we have. And it's just like, oh man, it just, it felt exciting. I just love this moment. But you know, um, it's interesting. So. Remember because Beyonce then also was the Super Bowl halftime show girl in 2016 too. When I she did Formation that. and she did the police car and the Black Lives Matter tea and she showed, and the white people got outraged over that. Oh yeah, they did. They were oh, yeah, they did. Tripping, like they yes, were tripping, they like, and I actually love I, that. I would have chosen the 2016 one because I love how she made the white people mad on that. I love. I it. get, I get that. I think for me it was like just her presence, and I think I genuinely have watched that performance so many times. Probably one of the performances I've watched so much, Got which it. just gives me life. It inspires me for greatness, truly, because I think it's really like the epitome of someone at the top of their game and showing that excellence to the world. 
Mm. I think 2016 definitely politically is a moment. But I also, for me, I just think the formation video itself, I think, was it. And I also just think, like, just the way it kind of, like, the performance went. Because it wasn't just her. She was with, like, who was she with? I can't remember. Some trade. She's with somebody. It just felt like it wasn't quite the same domination. Mm. Um, and even though it's like, I felt it. It just felt, it felt smaller in some ways. Which I didn't feel like when you just, when the formation video came out and it just dominated the internet and the culture and the conversation, it was not a small event. But in some ways, I think her doing it at the Super Bowl kind of felt kind of small. But Interesting. You know what I what Beyonce moment I would have chosen? I would have chosen how she released Kay. how she would have released a self titled album in twenty thirteen. I thought about that. Yeah, we too. were both gagging when it came out with no announcement, nothing. It just was on yeah. i. It was just on iTunes, and it was like all the girls were gag because that was the first time a girl yes. had ever done that. Since then, people mm-hmm. have done those type of album drops, but Beyonce originated. Yes that type of surprise album drop and you know drake has done it since then and others and it hasn't had the same effect because nobody was expecting the beyonce album drop yeah in 2013 and that's my favorite beyonce album is self-titled still so that's my oh, favorite that's one. right yeah yeah i think i think also because like for me when i think there's always there's a lot of amazing even today there's a lot of amazing singers and musicians and beautiful voices even today but i think there are still uh, idea of a performer and that old school performer when you think about the Mariahs or Whitney's even going yes. back to Motown those kind of like I'm here to get Diana Ross I'm here to give you a show I'm here to give you a piece of myself tonight I'm here for you and I think Beyonce is epitome of that and I think that is definitely something that like newer and I sound like an old lady these new kids today these new artists not quite giving it like that right. I think I see a little bit of it, it with Lil Nas but uh, I see the potential of it definitely in him, but Beyonce is still that one, I think. Yeah, she's a consummate. But, yeah, that like, is a good one, though. Consummate performer Perf- and, like, performance artist, really. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we don't yeah. really, like, Prince, Michael Jackson, Beyonce type T. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. we don't really have anyone else like that. Really, like, the closest, like, on the white side, the closest who comes to it maybe is Lady Gaga, but, like, or Madonna, like, historically was that girl, too, like... But Beyonce mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. that girl for right now, for sure. Um, yeah. Is that your second or third one? I can't remember. That's your second one, right? My second. Yeah. So my what's your, what's your third? My one, girl? third and final one. I'll make it quick. I'll make it super quick. Uh huh. I'll okay. just quote a little bit from it. I remember the exact okay. date. Okay. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. when I was in fifth grade when this happened. We in the above entitled action find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty <laughs> of the crime of murder. Try- <laughs> Oh, juror one, God. juror one, how do you find not guilty? Juror two, how do you find not guilty? Juror three, how do you find not guilty, girl? If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. The glove don't fit, you must acquit. Oh, I can't stand you. Why yes. are you my friend? Yes. <laughs> yes. I should have known. I should have known Miss OJ Simpson was going to wind up. You some. must acquit. And that's such an iconic moment with. You know, King Johnny Cochran, who said when OJ put those those <laughs> Bruno Mali when those Bruno he put those Bruno Mali gloves on that Ooh. that had the blood on them from Nicole and Ron, and they didn't fit one because they had been kept in a freezer for a long time <laughs> in the evidence freezer, so they had shrunk. Two because OJ Simpson didn't take his arthritis Celebrex medication that day, so his hands were swollen. In them, glo- so them bitches didn't fit. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. That was it. 
That was the end of that trial, right then and there. That was the end. Oh my it god! And it didn't help those, as you've talked about it before on previous episodes. Yes, that fucking racist yes. ass LAPD. Well, it was three um, things. It was the racist LAPD, like lead investigator who was on the on tape, like Miss Joe Rogan saying the N word like thirty <laughs> plus times. That they had that girl, and then the other piece of it too. So how can you? think it the case had any credibility the other piece of it was the lapd likely planted evidence on oj's property to make him Mm. more guilty than he probably may have been and of course that's automatic not guilty too if i'm on that jury i it looks like they planted evidence one the the lead detective Mm -hmm. on tape using the n-word 30 times two the glove don't fit you must acquit three that's come on bitch all right did you watch the fictionalized O.J. Simpson? I did, and I case? watched it, and I what remember watching it on in person on October third, nineteen ninety five, in my mostly white class. And the in when the when the verdict came out, and I did my little arm, and I said yes, I said yes. And that white teacher and some of those white kids looked at me, and they were horrified. They thought they yeah. knew me, girl. They did. They didn't know me. They didn't. They know didn't you. know me, girl. Yes. That was it, but, but yeah, girl, I, I was talking about I did, even the. Um, I did watch the fictionalized the thing with like where, um, like Courtney Vance, I think he played, or wait, I'm sorry, who played, yeah, yeah, it he, was. Um, he played Johnny Cochran, yeah. and then I forget who played. Um, it was Sarah something who was um played Mar- the um that white lady attorney Marsha Marsha Clark and Marsha who played yeah. Chris Darden. I forget who it was. It's somebody. Mm, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was somebody big too. We'll come back to it. Oh, but what else? Real quick, though, girl. What else do we have to think for the O.J. Simpson case? Who else do we have to think who come out of it? Well, I guess we shouldn't say that, but they're Kardashians. <laughs> oh, oh, Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown was the one who played um, Chris Darden from. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah, and the Kardashians came out of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. God's gift. Like that was God's gift. <laughs> no, from that trial. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. I wish we had time to talk about Kanye and Kim. But yeah. Another time, I will give you my last one, which I think is um can also be said pretty quickly because it's just so I kind of this for me. I mean, I was between this and like Drag Race, Mama Ru. You know, as Mama Ru, she's done it. But for me, I'm like I got to give it to Pose. Um, the show from Stephen Canals, um, Miss um, Janet Mock. The category is live, work, pose, bitch. Mm-hmm. I think to see a mm-hmm. show looking at ballroom, mm-hmm. like the Black, Latino, um, queer culture, the undercurrent that has been taken advantage of, has been mined. Whether you look at Madonna, you look at mainstream, or you look at even current drag. When you think about like dipping or you know, you know, <laughs> shablamming, whatever girls are calling it, um, you think about you know, voguing, all that came out of ballroom. And mm-hmm. to see a show on a major network, it was on FX, to reflect this is one thing. But to see a show that didn't, didn't just have some straight guy playing trans, had legit trans women and actors yes. front and center, yes. both behind the yes. scenes and in the room. Yes. Um, and for me, yeah, the hearts of the show, of course, was, you know, Miss Blanca, played by India yes. Rodriguez, who yes. recently um, just won a Golden Globe. She got nominated for an Emmy, but she lost to um, Olivia Coleman in The Crown. But still, Mama got nominated. Yes. Like, I'm I'm hoping she's gonna stay with us. Miss Angel, played by India Moore, who's amazing yes, model, still yes. very much an activist, but just doing good work. I think yes. she's gonna be okay as well. Yes. And then of course your queen. Oh my god, yes. I know. Oh my god. Say it. Miss Electra. Electra. Yes, Electra. Oh my god. 
Yes, that is my girl. Oh my god, that's my girl. Who yes. I know did not does not quite you know. Oh. If, I I think if you met her actually, you, she, I have actually met her on Fire yes. Island of all places. Um, you know, little like queer little get or yes. gay. <laughs> I should say white gay getaway. Um, and she was very very nice. I think you would actually get along with her. And while she's not as over the top, um, she's still very sweet. But Miss Electra bitch on that show, she I mean the so reads. I oh mean, and let's talk about how she started off. With the fact that she was probably fucking Mr. Christopher Maloney, because remember that was her, um, that was her money maker, that was her daddy giving her that money. Um, oh, really? In, she got in, sexual... in real yes. life? Yes. Oh. oh, sorry, no, on the show, oh. on the show, he played this character oh, called yeah, yeah, Dick yeah, yeah. Ford. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's just so many iconic electric quotes. I mean, I just recently was like rewatching some scenes, and I just love this one moment where like Electra's literally in the hospital, and like. Um, Blanca's literally like, you think you make a, you think, um, that like, you know, your money and your beauty and your passability makes us better, you know, makes you better than us. <laughs> She's basically like, because I am. And I'm just like, yeah, like this to, you didn't see, I feel like it's so rare to see black queer people feel that confidence, the mm-hmm. kind of confidence that we see white people, mm-hmm. white men especially have. And Miss Electra had it. She, it didn't matter if she was, you know, walking down the street, walking on fifth Avenue, upper side, up you know any side of new york in, in that country club in connecticut club, I in think. that country yeah. club read and again you know pose definitely played with some um that's the most iconic scene from the whole show when she read the fuck out oh, of that man. white bitch did she drink that water in the in the country yes. club yes that it's was so water. good yeah. it's so good i have the whole day but i you know i don't want to i don't want to disparage it y'all gotta go listen to it yes, go watch it yes. it's iconic so quickly she calls those you barbies cho- you, out you chose you chose pose over noah's ark and pose over drag race so you think pose is the one you know i did so definitely over drag race because i think like i mean remains drag race definitely has done a lot and mainstream things but you know, mainstreaming, you know, I'm not always that mainstream right, culture girl, right. so, but I do love Drag Race, and I do love Root for it. And Noah's Ark definitely is to my heart, but I think there's something special about, you know, the trans girls have yes. always, in some ways, been left behind yes. by our movement, and yes. I think something, and we were still even on pole. We still had Miss Billy Porter, we still had, you know, the, you know that Ryan, whatever, Ryan, Jamal, Swain, like, we still had black queer characters even on pole. Right. Um, and in some ways, I think I liked, you know, Miss <laughs> Noah has some. I like to see the integration. I like, I like the integration of the black of the queer of the black gay Queerness and trans. And trans yes. Yeah, I like the integration yes. of everyone on Pose the best because that's sure. what I remember growing up was seeing that. I think we we kind of moved we moved away from that as we got older, right. or we may just has changed. But that's how I kind of like to think of our community and remember it. So. For sure, for sure. Well, these are great. And, yeah, these are great. Yeah, thank you, girl. I, I yeah, I mean, we're trying to we're trying to still keep it cute. This has definitely been a longer one because we went on a whole little political moment. You know, it is Black History Month. We could feel is. ourselves yeah. a bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, girls, that's gonna be our show. Make sure to follow us on social media. I'm really curious. You know, um, if you all definitely you know slide in our DMs and our inbox and let us know if y'all agree with our um choices. If y'all have ones that you're like, damn, y'all bitches should have said this or have different ideas. I love to. Hear that yeah um because maybe we'll definitely unpack it later on in the show for sure because there's so many um, we could have chosen there really are so many yeah. so many whitney obviously. houston at the super bowl um, the national anthem 1991 oh, oh, i was going to choose that but oh, i had to pick you know 1991 oh, national one. anthem whitney houston super bowl google i'm it. gonna go watch that right google now it. so YouTube i hope y'all uh <laughs> I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. Deborah, what's your final word? That's go watch fi- the Whitney Houston. Go watch the 1991 <laughs> Whitney Houston 
Super Bowl national anthem. That's the one. Okay? Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. All right. Bye, girls. Bye.